but it's okay. Fuck it. It's life. Oops. I already <laughs> swore. Bam. We're live. Sweet. One minute early. Yeah. I'm, I'm in uh round rock or pretty much Austin, Texas for the rogue invitational right now. Oh, cool. Why are you there? Why are you going there? Why are you doing that? So I'm helping coach. So Facundo, I'm pretty sure you had him on recently. He, you yeah, know, he's good the dude, good dude. coach for man freedom. Well, he technically is kind of the coach of, um, who is it? Lazar, Saxon, Panchik and Guy Guillermo from Brazil. So I'm kind of yeah. helping facilitate, helping coach, really just helping like make sure everyone's taken care of on time and stuff. Kind of their hype man, making sure they're, you know, got the supplements and the food they need and stuff like that. I was going to say, it's like when I tell someone I'm producing a movie, but really I'm just a, a super high paid uh, water boy. I just make sure everyone has what they need. <laughs> exactly. A water boy. Hey, how cool is Lazar Jukic? I had him on the podcast once and like, Did it's you? not often that I wish that my guests were then my neighbors. Like I always like, I'm like, fuck, if that dude lived next door to me, we would tear shit up. <laughs> He's actually really cool. I feel like, I don't know. So the last week before the Rogue Invitational, <clears throat> my house has been like an athlete dorm. So it's been Guy and Lazar were staying with me. And I feel like him being in that kind of atmosphere kind of makes more of his personality and energy come out of him. So he's been super hype. He's been cracking me up. When he tells me every time I'm like, all right, you guys ready to go? He's like, my favorite saying in America is let's roll. <laughs> oh, so I'm so that I prefer let's roll over. Let's go. I'm so tired of hearing people say let's go. Yeah, he's he's yelling that when we're headed to training. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Boys get pretty hyped. Let's roll so much more, gangster. Hey, um, <laughs> uh, how are you with all these dudes in their in your house? And like, are, are there just like bags of like creatines left open and like dirty spoons on the counter and like shoes and shit around? And because like, I, I would be fucking my OCD would just kick on. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. Um, Lazar is actually really organized. Um, Guy, on the other hand, you know, we're working on him. Yeah. He's got like open containers in the fridge, just leaving like spoons with peanut butter, just sitting in the sink, but it's all good. I mean, we hold each other accountable and we'll clean the stuff up together. So, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's just like the dorm life in college, honestly. Guy's a work in progress. He's definitely a work in progress when it comes to sanitation in the kitchen that's for sure i um so so obviously i've I've been in the crossfit scene for a while and i and i follow rich on instagram and and Haley and those people over there at the gym um and so then all of a sudden i started seeing you around and i had heard about you but i hadn't made the connection until very recently i remember i was i was interviewing um or I think, or I was watching a video or something of Brooke Wells and, um, do you know who that, you know who that is? Yeah, I I know Brooke in Sydney. Are you friends with Brooke? Uh, like through the CrossFit community. Absolutely. I mean, I've in the last few years had the chance to connect with her a little bit and she was a bachelor fan. So when I first went to my first games in 2019, I got to connect with a lot of people in the community. So I know quite a few people now. 
Okay, so so it was that. So either I saw in an interview or I was interviewing her or something, but I just remember standing next. I think I think I was standing next to her, and I remember her talking to another girl or boy and be like, "Yeah, the guy from The Bachelor texted me. He's here or something." But she said yeah. your name, and then I had to figure out what it was. And then sure. that was all I had heard of you. And then I started seeing pictures of you, just like at Mayhem, and. It, it looked like it wasn't just a one-off. Like I just kept seeing you like in the background or like with your arm around Rich. So I'm like, oh, this guy works out there. And then um, someone. Yeah, you're DM'd like, who's me. this guy? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Who's this guy with my friends, my, my fake Instagram <laughs> friends? I didn't say he could come over and play. And um, it is kind of like that, right? It's like, it's like, you're yeah. in, like when, when you watch the mayhem thing, you're, it's kind of like my dollhouse, right? Okay, good. Right. There's Rich showed up today and there's the Buffalo and, um, and so then someone said, Hey, you should have the guy, someone a couple of weeks ago said, Hey, you should have this guy on. Mm-hmm. He was in the bachelor. So I, I had obviously heard of the show. Were you on the bachelor or the bachelorette? Technically it's the bachelorette. Bachelorette. So when there's only, okay. And, um, and are they two separate shows or is it the same show that just alternates every year? Yes. Two separate shows. And so ABC hosts The Bachelor, and then after a few years of the show, it's been going on for 20 years, they're like, oh, let's make The Bachelorette, you know, have both sexes in the same situation. So The Bachelor, there's one guy, and then there's like a huge group of um, girls, and then he cuts it down to one at the end. Yeah. And then The Bachelorette's just reversed. There's one girl and about 30 guys to start, and then she narrows it down to one. Okay. And then I learned recently that basically one of the people who doesn't win ends up becoming the star of the opposite show. So if you're the yes. dude who doesn't get one of the dudes who doesn't get picked, you'll be the dude who's like being courted by all the chicks. And then if you're the chick that doesn't get picked, you're the one you become, or at least exactly. one of them becomes one that's courted by all the dudes. Okay. Yep, that's and, correct. And, and you had never been, you were just on one of the shows. You were just one of the on the show season fifteen that I watched of yes. dudes who so are you did watch the it. chick. Say that again. So, so you did watch some of it. Oh dude. <laughs> oh dude. Oh man, I'm sorry for you, bro. Hey, that's it's, rough. it's that's it's, rough um, to sit through that. Well, I'm gonna be completely honest. So I, I did it over three days. Um wow. I, and um, all I have a lot of people really? coming in and out of my house, and they were tripping that I was watching it. They, and, and anyone who walked by, the, it's it's really like crack. It is it's, addicting, it's, isn't it? You're like it's, hor- it's horrible. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's really bad. It's com- it's very dishonest. I I it's um it's it's I I think that um porn I would rather have spent a little time watching Pornhub because Pornhub is honest. And you you may not agree with the morals or the integrity or the ethics of it, but there is this show has no morals, no integrity, and no honesty. And one of my biggest biggest things about um, I, re- I really struggle. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so so but but basically, so I, I watched it and um, it, it, and it's incredible because it's like you said, twenty seasons. So that means it must be kicking ass. People, if that means the show's huge, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know how it is. People just like to veg. Like, instead of watching Netflix, just watch some reality TV and watch a whole bunch of drama. So they got to create that drama. You know, that's how they pump up the ratings. It's like any reality TV show. Are you, are, are, do you train at Mayhem because you're like good like them? Or do they just like, oh, this guy was on a reality show, so he gets to be here? 
That's a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have those because those I guys say, aren't screwing around. I mean, when you have Gee say no. that he went there and Haley Adams fucked him up the first week, you know, like, oh shit. Like, wow, you so, got, like, me, like he's just on, I mean, you, he's world class, and the 20 year old girl there just he's admitting she mopped him up. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, no, mopped him up for sure. I mean, she's been doing that to me since I've been there. I'm, I'm getting tougher. But to answer that question, I'd say I have aspirations to be as good as them. Um, so that's, I mean, that's my goals, right? Like, I want to be a champion. Like, anyone who does anything, right? You want to be the best you, right? So that's my goal in CrossFit to be the fittest me I can absolutely be. Hopefully, get on top of the podium and be the world's fittest man one day. Um, but, wow. So that well, is the quick, goal. I'm going to give is you the goal, Luke? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, but I want to give you a quick elevator pitch um, story Please. of how I met everybody because uh, yes. this is actually pretty funny. So this like goes back to like um, 2019 CrossFit games when I'm spectating for the very first time. So 2019 was technically my first year of CrossFit where they had two opens in one season on the same calendar year. So 2020 open was at the end of 2019. So that was my first Unfortunately, open. Unfortunately, I remember that. So my first open actually during 19.3, I couldn't do the workout the day of I had to fly to LA to film for the bachelorette, which is pretty interesting. So my like overall world score in that, was like, I don't even know. It's like in the millions or something. And <clears throat> anyway, I go spectate at 2019 games. I posted, I'm going to be there. And I see someone tagged Hillary Froning on my picture. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, hold up. So I reach out. I'm at, I'm at the games with my older brother. He's there connecting with me. And I DM Hillary Froning and I'm like, Hey, look, like I've read your husband's book, huge fan of you guys. Love how you guys use your platforms for your faith. Um, love your adoption story, Hillary. Obviously, I mean, like who isn't a huge fan of your husband who's in the sport of uh, just like how good he is in the sport and how he holds his, like, you know, how he holds himself. And I was like, I don't know if you know who I am, but I'd like to meet you guys. And she DMs me. She's like, Oh my gosh. Like I watch, Monday nights, every night with my girls, like, I'd love to meet you. Like, come over and come meet us. So I got to meet Rich and Hillary. And and it's funny. I mean, Rich would say the same thing. He, at first, he was like, oh, this is just some punk from reality TV that my wife's a fan of. And then, you know, speed up the process. Like, got to meet everyone from Mayhem there briefly. And then on the way home from that same games, um, I was sitting across on the same flight. Um, it was his layover. I was heading back home to Atlanta. Georgia and Brian Nelson, who's the CFO of Mayhem, who's now my like best friend. He's got two different house locations, one in Alabama and one in Cookville. And I, he's actually my roommate. So he's the one that owns the house. I live with him. Um, and that I mean, we have an extra guest room. So it's like a revolving door with elite athletes who come visit. That's why we had Guy and Lazar in. Anyway, so got to connect with Brian. And then just to keep it short and sweet, like I got to really connect with that was like when Mayhem Mission was kind of being thought up of, hadn't like existed yet. And then Rich and Brian put their heads together, created the nonprofit Mayhem Mission. And I got to help with some of the nonprofit. Um, I think the first one was it's called Outside the Box. I don't know if you're familiar with Legends of the Falls this year. That's the one you went to Peru? I don't know. This is the... <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up? I have questions for you, Luke, but these guys are knocking at the door. Let's let these guys say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have okay, Lazar, Jukic, Guy, and Facundo. What's up, boys? 
Can you guys hear us? They can't hear us. We want to say hello. Can you hear us? Can you guys hear us? Doesn't How come seem like I, they can hear us. Lazar, yes, Lazar, can you hear? Oh, they can hear us. Hey, it's it's three That's guys like with six. English as their second language. This show's just taking a fucking dump. I'm <laughs> watching actually from Guy's phone also, so we can hear it. <laughs> guys, so the connection's have... so bad, I have to kick you guys to the curb. Yeah, we got to kick y'all. Good, good athlete briefing. Stop your phone. Bam. Bye-bye. <laughs> that, was, that was interesting. We had to remove them. They, anyway, said, they I'll, texted I'll me this morning. That. They said, they want to. Oh, we want to come on the show with Luke. So I sent him a link. Oh, that's hilarious. So I'll wrap that story up real quick. Wait, wait, so, wait. I want to I ask you a question. Go back a little bit. I don't want you to wrap right. it up. So so you, where did you meet her? You said that you text her and then she said you um she'd like to meet. Where did you meet her? Yeah, I DM'd her. So it was at the RV. I guess you call it the trailer park, RV park. Um, oh, at the games. The mobile homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's set up at the games. That's okay. kind of where Mayhem sets up every year. And yeah, I came, met a ton of people behind the scenes, got to meet Rich, a couple of his buddies. Um, like Josh Bridges was there hanging out, a couple other people at the time. And then I'm um, trying to think. Are you comfortable yeah. with that? Are you comfortable with people um, knowing you before they know you? I mean, that's your life. Now, um, right? They don't really know me though. They know of my course. face. Right? right, of course. So I think that's the one cool thing about meeting someone, especially in my position, my unique reality TV position is like, they actually get to meet the real me, the authentic me, and not some, you know, edited version of me or this like Luke P character from ABC. You know what I mean? So I enjoy that because that's what's real to me. So it's kind of a double edged sword because, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm open to being wrong. They get to meet you or you get to meet them. It opens doors because of your, um, your success on the show, but also you're kind of in a hole because you have to reprogram what they think they know about you. So, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd say, yeah, pretty much. Although with any, I don't think, I think by the end, if, if someone does make it to the end, I wonder how many people start that show and actually make it to the end. I wonder if it's like the majority of them. Because if you make it to the end, they kind of fuck up and they kind of expose the whole thing. It's bizarre to me that you say that you want to lead a woman and people are upset at you for that. And then the other guy at the end who won says he wants to take care of a woman and he's rewarded for that. The audience members, man, I'm all over the place here. Sorry, but I got to do it. The audience you members, when you sit in that room, those women who are in that room are I don't know where they find those women, but, but it, man, it's so bad. It's so mean. Yeah. The show is so fucking mean. How, how I, I, I watched a bunch of interviews. I, I, I don't have a problem really with anyone who was on the show, but the people who mm -hmm. watch that show, I, I really, you have to stop. It's really bad for you. It's basically a, a, an, an emotional version of CrossFit. You know, CrossFit's this high-intensity programming. We go out there, and then we adapt to it and become better. This is just, like, really pushing people's emotions to a place that's, like... It really is. Un, I don't think you come out of there necessarily stronger. I think you might come out of there jaded. 
Um, I want to propose this idea to you, and then and then we'll go back. Okay. Let's say let's say you you meet a a girl and you're gonna marry her. There's stuff you have to tell her, right? Like um, um, like hey, I have a colostomy bag. I can't use the bathroom. Like she'd have to know that, right? For sure. Um, my parents, my parents are, are deaf, probably like should tell her that. Yeah. All uh, your personal stuff. Yeah. And then there's some stuff like, like, um, your overhead squats more than your back squat. She doesn't need to know that she's going to see that and she's going to think it's weird, but whatever. It's funny. Um, she, uh, the fact that you got in, you, you sucker punched a guy in the eighth grade. She doesn't need to know that that'll come out when you tell her. There's yeah. all these things, right? And there's things like on one side of the fence that you should tell her and what like you were married once before, you should probably tell her that, things like that. For and sure. I'm watch I'm watching this show and, and then there's and then you talk a lot about being free and you you want to be free. Everyone wants to be free. Most people will never taste it until the second they die, I think. But this girl who was on the show, Hannah, mm-hmm. do they ever say her last name? Yeah, Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown. <clears throat> I don't think she can ever be f- <sighs> if I married her and I f- and then and then in hindsight I stumbled across this show and watched it I would be like yo bitch what's up why didn't you tell me about that and when I think <laughs> about that that any person she wants to move forward with she basically has to say you should probably see this show it breaks my fucking heart yeah, it, that's, that's it, true. I didn't think it, about that. It, that she has to drag this sandbag around with her for the rest of her life. I don't think yeah. you have to do that. I don't think, but but. Well, I mean, I do, but on a different level for sure. Yeah, but I but I think if I married you, I wouldn't, and you didn't tell me that. Like, if if in ten years I met you and we got married, and you're like, and then afterwards, like, dude, I was on the show. Like, I would watch it, and I would be like, holy shit, dude, you should have never <laughs> gone on there at 24. What the fuck? But good job man you used to be hot what happened to you like you know but but she like i don't think she can do that and i and i just trip on that like i don't think like she made some real she she made some real baggage for herself i think i mean what do you think like if you if you married her let's say you're let's say you're let's say you're John L instead of Luke P and you marry and you met her. Would you want her to tell you that she was on that show before you married her and like go back and watch it? I mean, that's a tough question for someone like me. Cause I'm like, I mean, if I met her and she's what I was looking for in that moment in the future and she did yeah. all that, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, all right, well that's the past, the past, the past. Let's just yeah. flush that down the toilet and move on. So. Right. Right. But you'd still would have wanted to know. For sure. That's one of those things like, right. If you meet someone, like you're going to talk about things you've experienced in the past. What, what was your, um, childhood upbringing? Like what was your, um, college life? Like, um, what kind of experiences did you have in those? And then, right. Like go down the list. Let's talk about insecurities. Let's talk about things we struggle with in life. Let's talk, let's about, talk about when you used to be, on. let's talk about when you used to be a porn hub star. <laughs> That would definitely need to come up in conversation. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. Um, someone says she's crying all the way to the bank. Do you, um, does that does that show make people money? So if you're the one, if you're the bachelor, bachelorette, you make six figures. You make anywhere from like two hundred thousand or more. 
um, depending on like Which negotiation. Which above the poverty line in California with a family of four, just slightly above. Slightly above, yeah. yeah. Those, California's crazy. Anyway, um, but yeah, if you're in the other pot of guys or girls, like the group, you don't make anything, um, but you do get a platform. If you make it farther in the show, you're more likely to have a bigger social media following. Like most of the guys or girls that make it to the very end get like a million followers, which I mean, if you are passionate about something and leverage your following, like you could make six figures in a few years of working on sponsorships and, you know, relationships through a platform like that easily. So, I mean, I guess you make some kind of currency through social media if you want to be like technical. Um, does she have a social media account? I couldn't even find it. Yes. I'm pretty sure she has a couple million followers. Because the the tags, it kind of sucks because of when I was searching through your Instagram, you have her tagged in a couple places. And then when when I click on hers, her link is broken. And then when you get when you're on a, a desktop and you go to a broken link, then I have to start all the way back over at the top of your Instagram again. And I did that twice like a jackass. I fell for that twice. There you go. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I tried uh, tagging you on an Instagram story this morning, and it wasn't letting me. No, I, do you know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know why. Um, I'm why? I'm against uh, racism. I'm against sexism. I'm against homophobia. I'm against um, forcing people to take drugs that they don't want to take, and I'm very vocal about it. I can I, I I'm half Jewish, half Armenian. So when I see these yeah. people around is um, something called anti-racist when i know that's what's keeping racism alive i i have no tolerance mm. or patience for that and i can yeah be i'm with that i was i, can be I was trying to be vicious. funny and, because oh, i tried oh. tagging you this morning and <laughs> yeah. i tried tagging you this morning and it said you can't tag this account they're restricted because of something they said about COVID 19 and i was like okay i may or may not bring that up in the podcast no <laughs> no you totally can't no, 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 and and I, I, I don't think a single healthy person has died. I, I um, I want to see so I want someone to show me someone who doesn't eat added sugar and refined carbohydrates who's um, who's passed away. Oh, Lacundo came back for a second. Um, and and they don't want to. No one wants to talk about that. I mean, actually, the, a lot of people do want to talk about that, but for some reason, the media doesn't want to touch it. Right, for sure. It's uh, it's weird to me. Yeah, we like imagine someone's that. drowning and all you have to do is be like, hey, swim over there or, you know, put your feet down yeah. and you'll be fine. And no one says mm -hmm. it. Can you imagine drowning in like three feet of water because no one told you to put your feet down? Right. That would be wild. Uh, how close are you to um, being a games athlete? I'd say very close. Like this year, I think. Personally, after another, let's say, four to six months of training with um, the crew at Mayhem and in the barn with Rich, I'd say I'd, I think I'll be ready. Um, so I'll go ahead and just make this announcement now. I've decided to do team this year. And then after this next season, I'm going to be focusing on being an individual because I want to go get experience in Madison. And um, uh, there's, a, there's a whole other list of reasons why. but. I'll just keep it at that for now, just for sake of time. So I'm just, I have a few things I'm working on and obviously like to get to that level, you gotta be super fit. So I'm trying to get super fit. 
a few things you're working on, like w- within like your athletic prowess, or you mean like you're working on like a new car with Elon Musk at Tesla? Like no, distractions, like, distractions, or like something within your your technical ability? Just like exposure to like technical ability, just like high volume gymnastics, for example. Because I'm an ex college baseball player and played football and baseball in uh, high school, and just all through baseball, like my coaches never let me lift anything heavy over my head. So I always squatted and did like agilities and different kind of like sport specific training. So like anything gymnastic wise, like, you know, I wish I was uh, like some of these guys like Alex Smith with a gymnastic background. Right. So I could just naturally get in there and just smoke some of that stuff, but I'm still, you know, need some more time. Just that's one example of a few. What's the, what's the team you're going to be on? Uh, Mayhem Independence. And it would do, you be nice. else, do you know who it else is be, on the team? It would be nice to be on Mayhem Freedom, but um, that's that's not in the cards for this next season. That's, um, the, that's the one that has Andrea Nistler. Um, yes. Rich, I feel so bad for saying this. Rich's cousin, what's his name? Uh, Chase Hill. It's Hillary's. Chase, that's right. I knew that. It's Hillary's cousin? No, you're, yeah, you're good, bro. Um. Yeah, well, I'm so, good. For, I'm good to you, but Chase is like, oh, that sucks. I know it. Everyone just sees me as Rich's cousin. No one knows my name. Sorry, Chase. <laughs> and then what was the other lady's name? Andrea Nisler, and who's the other one? Andrea and her friend Taylor Williamson. Taylor. Yeah, both so, phenomenal athletes. Um, so they'll come back together, and the four of them, and tear shit up again. Yeah, I don't know necessarily that they have their minds made up on their team, and same with me. So I'm not gonna just shout out some names. So I don't know. We're still trying to finalize who's going to be on it, but I think we have a pretty good idea. And is that emotional kind of like the bachelor too? Like who, like, like there's three girls who want to be on the team. There's four dudes who want to be on the team. It's like, yo, everyone's not going. Yeah, actually it is kind of emotional, especially when like, you don't want to lead some people on. Right. It's kind of like the bachelor. Yeah. You know, you're you're talking to a girl over here and then maybe talking to a girl in this room over here. It's like, hey, you know, I <laughs> no, I'm just playing I'm being funny. But seriously it is Oh, I like, I, I don't th- I think you're being accurate. <laughs> yeah, I was I was being funny, but I mean you're right, like I mean you don't wanna break you know break hearts, get too many feelings involved. Like you just wanna obviously do what's right and what's best for the team and then yeah, who's a good fit. So you live in Cookville? I do. I have for um, a year now. So t- tell me how that happens. So I get off the show. was like five months or so in the CrossFit. What <clears throat> year was that when you get off the show? Is that 2019? 20... Yeah. Yes. 2019. Okay. And then... Does that seem like a long time ago to you? Sometimes, and it also feels like yesterday. Okay. And then I get off that show, and pretty interesting. So, like, I had a pretty steep learning curve when I started CrossFit because when I started, I was a local box, <clears throat> excuse me, in North Georgia. In my first few months, like any other guy who starts CrossFit, I'm like, I'm going to the games. I'm going this year. <laughs> like, I'm beating some soccer moms in the the class. I'm like, I got this. Let's go. And then. My coach is like, hey, man, like some people train their whole entire life and never make it to the games. Like, 
Um, this is what it's going to take. And there's actually a gym down the road called Train Think Tank. And if you want to go, like, go check it out. So a few months later, I ended up at Train Think Tank, or excuse me, a few weeks later, and joined, got a coach, started training with Travis Mayer and some of his buddies that were in and out of that revolving door, like Chandler Smith, Noel Olson. So I got exposed to some high-level athletes. Like one of my first workouts I did there, actually, I looked to my right, didn't even know who they were. I'm like, who's this Jack shredded dude? It's Noel Olson. And then Lucas Parker, who's Canadian, was there. He was still competing at the time. And like Travis. And I'm like in the same heat as them. I don't really know who they are as athletes yet. And because I was, you know, like a rookie. And just giving you a quick background. So yes, trained there yes. for a few years. I, any story with Travis, you can milk. I love Travis. I'm a huge Travis. Yeah, I love fan. Travis too. He's a good dude. Um, so yeah, trained with them for a few years. And then that's when I spectated the games to go support Travis and Noah and all them. And then um, that's when I met Brian Nelson, Rich Froning and Hillary and all them. So got to connect with the Mayhem family there. And then that's when um, they invited me like months after, actually it was a year after um, cause that was in 2019 and then finally got to visit. And then I think I got to know Rich a lot better. So I went from being this, Oh, here's this, reality tv guy that my wife likes to oh like this, this dude's a good dude like he's he's a good cool guy let's see what he's made of in the you know in the weight room or like in the box if you will and got to train with him a few times and then meet some of the behind the scenes mayhem people that absolutely crush it like the rory mckernan's the jake lockerts and all everyone else who works behind the scenes there and they said hey like we think you'd be a good fit like if you want to come like we'd like to have you in I was looking at them like they're cross-eyed, like, wait, like, is that an invite? Like, huh? So like, have you in, in respect me, like give you a key to the barn and we want you to move to Cookville and be part of the, the stable of athletes. I don't think that was even part of it. Okay. I think it was more of a, Hey, we think you're a good dude. We think you'd be a good fit in Cookville. Like come along and like, let's see what happens, which is usually what happens to any athlete, whether they're top 10 in the world or top hundred in the world. Or thousands, and I came and got to connect, and I jived really well with Rich and the crew, and you know, like the rest is history, kind of thing. So I just started working in with them and brought some good energy to the atmosphere, and and I told Brian because Brian was talking to me about coming, and I told him I was like, look, man, like I'm kind of at the point where, like, I played college baseball, my dream was to be in the big leagues, that didn't work out. I've always like been you know, the guy, the leader in the weight room with all the sports teams I've played for and like always the fittest and always wanted to do something like CrossFit, my body's um, compared to other sports better for it. And I have some exposure to like triathlon type stuff and I want to give it a try. I've been at Train Think Tank for a few years and I think if I go and train with Rich and Haley for a little bit, like I'll know if, hey, I want to do this thing or if I want to just hang up my nanos and find something else to do. So honestly, when I moved to Cookville, that was kind of like the decision-making for me of I'm going to give up CrossFit or I'm going to like dive full in and attack this thing. And I won't lie. There's many times that, that last fall where I wanted to quit and I was like, there's no way like my knees or my legs can do another squat. And we sure enough did like six more Metcons that, that day and survived and realized like, this is where I feel like I'm called to be. And this is where I want to be. And I'm, I'm ready to go like full into this thing and attack it. So. What would you do if you didn't do, if you didn't do this? Do you have a backup plan? 
I would probably, so before I went on TV, um, I was helping my dad and my brother with their businesses. So my dad owns a business in California. My brother is juggling a few different businesses that he started. He's just trying to figure one out to like kind of focus on that one. Um, so entrepreneurial mindset. So, I mean, there's maybe a few different business ideas I had of starting a business. Um, it's kind of funny too, before I went on TV, I actually did fill out my fire application to be a fireman. Um, I don't see myself doing that ton of respect for those guys. Um, my friend, Angelo DeChico and Rich used to be a fireman, um, in Cookville. So I don't know. I would just probably help my brother out of his business and try to start my own business just with the whole entrepreneurial spirit. But what would that be in? I don't know yet. I used to think I would never coach. And now I'm like, man, I could see myself coaching and a lot of great coaches out there doing it all online and remotely now. So honestly, I don't know. I would just, it'd take me some time to really think about it, but definitely thinking about the future of what I want to do after CrossFit, right? Because you're not going to be an athlete forever. So kind of, I'm, I'm looking at CrossFit and the relationships and the connections and the great, awesome people that I have met and that I know I'll meet in the CrossFit community is going to kind of be like a springboard to launch me into what I'm going to do in the future after CrossFit. Right now, I'm just um, motivated and young. I feel like I'm really young in the sport because I've only done it for a few years and I'm just ready to start being competitive in it and then, you know, figure out what I'm going to do after. One of the things on the show that gives me so much anxiety is like at, at 24, I think that was maybe one of the first years that I was homeless. Um, speaking about freedom, man, it was fucking amazing. God damn, hmm. it was so good. Um, and it, 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 it kind of like I, 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 the first time I was basically home, uh, I was kind of like homeless because I chose to be homeless. And I was also homeless because like my parents were like, okay, enough of this shit. We paid for you to go to college. Like, I don't know. Was it 24, 25, 26, 27? Maybe I was a little bit older. But but the thought of you getting married, when you go on the show and I see a 24-year-old guy, I'm like, and the thought of you getting married like gives, gave me so much fucking anxiety. I'm like, why would he get married now? What's he going to do? Like, like why? Yeah. Like, like I, I, that that whole premise, and, and I know that there's a lot of people, uh, I have a lot of, you know, friends through Instagram who are like 24, 25, 26, 27 years old. They already have kids and shit, and they're already mm -hmm. like cops or firefighters, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, they got it all figured out. Yeah, I'm like, what is going like on? That. I mean, basically, yeah. I was I was homeless in my 20s. Then in my 30s, I moved back in with my mom. And then finally, I think when I was 34, I got kicked out. That was like the last time I got kicked out of my mom's house. And um, I just can't imagine. I just. Yeah. And how old are you now? You're 26 now? Uh, 27. 27. Yeah, it's like. Too young. Like, just roll. I li I, li I like what you're doing. You're just kind of like. You have your head down and you're working hard. Well, at least that's what it looks like from the outside. Absolutely. 100%. I, I, I don't like it on the show how every – um um well, I guess this is just a part of the show. But there's a power dynamic that's all fucked up. Power she's, dynamic. She, what do you mean? She's, she's always talking down to everyone and no one can do anything yeah. about it because she – because she – like I just feel like like there's time – like, like – <laughs> Someone needs to be like, yo, bitch, shut the fuck up. Go run a few hundred burpees. Like, what the fuck are you doing talking to me like that? Like, I like, but no one can say that to her because she has no. she holds she has all the power. She holds all the power. And so there's this dis and, and there's a dishonesty in that too. Like, um, man, can I cut you off real quick? I'm the I fucking no boss of my what? Go ahead. 
I had no idea you were gonna talk about the show this much. Oh, I well, thought you were gonna bring it up for like twenty seconds and then like start talking about something else. But man, I need therapy. I need therapy. You're wearing, I need you. you're wearing I need it out. I need more right help now. than you after watching it. Now I need more help. Than yeah, you after I watching I understand. It. I totally get it. I see that you actually watched the entire thing. Because this I, is how anyone acts after watching the entire thing. I so I'm the boss of my house. I fucking run the roost. I'm the man. I tell everyone what to do. I set up an arm wrestling table in my living room. My wife's like, looks at me. He's like, yo, get that fucking thing out of there. I was like, yes, ma'am. You know what I mean? Like I'm the boss until I'm not the boss. And yes. like, I, like I'm okay <clears throat> with like her being the boss, but like at some point, like for her own good, someone needs to tell her, Hey, you can't have this arm wrestling table in the living room. Like you, like you went too far and yeah. no one can tell her that. And it makes for a very, um, unhealthy environment it makes for a very unhealthy environment yeah absolutely. i mean i don't, I I don't tried, know what the fix i tried is, but. i tried being that i tried being like hey you know holding her accountable a little bit and being like hey i don't you're saying you want this and i don't think you should be doing that and that's why like i got cut up in a lot more drama than i should have <clears throat> should have kept my mouth shut a lot more but i spoke up the, the, uh, the big theme there's a big theme <clears throat> and i heard you address it in um um I heard you address it in a show that I think a podcast you did with these other two Christian cats. And I think your brother was on the show. Okay. <clears throat> and I think I saw you address it in another show, but where they were saying, they were talking about how you lied to the guys in the house. And when Tiger right. Woods got caught um, by his wife sleeping around with all those women, what I wanted Tiger to, and then he made that Nike commercial where he apologized I, right. I lost all respect for Tiger because I, I would have rather had Tiger said, what do you mean? What was I doing? There's very few things in life that are as fun as ejaculating and women are so hot and there's so many of them. And I just did it. And like, I'm sorry, I hurt my wife, but damn, dude, fucking is fun. I, 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 I kind of wish you would have been like, of course, I fucking lied to you. The goal here is just to get this chick. I don't fucking owe you shit. And now I'm not a proponent of lying, but like, it's so weird that 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 anyone I mean, thinks that they can talk down to you. Like, <clears throat> everyone's talking down to you, her, the other guys. I'm like, yeah, this is, I don't talk down to anybody. I don't even, I, I have two, four year old kids and a six year old. And I don't talk down to them. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. it, it made, it made me, um, look, see, like you're giving me therapy through the show. Do a lot of people do this to you? Yes, actually. <laughs> actually, yes. <laughs> Here. I'm such a right fanboy. I'm walking I, you through this. I'm such a fanboy. <clears throat> I do have one question now. Please. What did you think of the rugby episode? I liked it. They they needed to sh it, the the little side shot where you picked a guy up and throw him on the ground. They only showed it once, and I needed to see it like a hundred times. And I needed to see it in slow mo. I only asked they, what I said. I only asked because out of the entire season, like that was my best edit. They edited me to look like an NFL fullback. I was like, after watching some of those little like cuts, I was like, okay, I'll take that edit. <laughs> that was interesting. If you're going to do rugby or arm wrestling or anything, they're lucky. They did arm wrestling too, right? Yeah. They're lucky no one broke. That's, stu that's stupid too. They're lucky no one snapped their arm off. Yeah. One of the kids did. Uh, he didn't snap his arm off, but like it was gnarly. 
um, he was going and his elbow popped. Like you could hear like a, it's hard to explain, but it, his elbow literally popped and he had to leave and Hannah was just babying him. And it was like you said, I mean, arm wrestling is no joke. You're actually going hard. Like you can pop your elbow real quick. Completely irresponsible. What did they think was going to happen? They just got it. Like they have to create drama. Like they know what they're doing. But someone's going to get hurt. That's the point. Man. It was like the rugby thing. Like there was a guy actually, I was running with the ball. He was chasing me. No one touched him. He accidentally trips and falls, lands on his shoulder, thinks he dislocated it. And they're like, oh, we got to take you to the hospital. He's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. They're like, no, 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 we got to go to the hospital. So like in the show, they edited like one of the like sneak peeks, an ambulance and this and all this hype of drama, right? Just giving you an idea of like, you know how it is. They got to get the people on the edge of their seats, you know? I, I don't think we really do know how it is. Like, like, you know how it is. And even when they tell you that it's a fucked up edit, you know how it is. So yesterday I'm watching Luke, I'm watching this video and it's, um, it's a video of they're, they're making fun of Joe Biden. And I, and God, I, I, I lo- usually love those videos, but basically he coughs into his hand and then they show him shake a bunch of people's hands. But when he coughs into his hand, there's a quick edit. It's super quick. And yeah. so like, and as an editor and a film guy, I'm like, oh, well, you just ruined the whole thing for me now because now yep. I, I can't believe you. Yeah, you can't because you don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Is that Joe Biden coughing into his hands last month? Yes. Yeah, it could be two hours or two days before or after. Yeah. yeah. What's um? Your mom's pretty. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's 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 very very attractive. They should have spent more time with her on the show. I saw. What's your relationship with her like? What was growing up with your mom like? It was actually incredible. She. So my mom and <clears throat> excuse me, my mom and dad were divorced when I was younger. I was about three years old, uh-huh. and which is very rare nowadays. But through a divorced uh, marriage, my mom and dad got along very well. Um. Yeah, I mean, they always. So I'm, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. So, like, did I you mean, guys still do Christmas and Easter together? Yeah, it was like when I was younger, it was kind of like that, right? Two Christmases, two this, two that, and then. But it was always great, and sometimes they take turns like holidays and stuff. But like, it was always great. It was always healthy, and we would just my brother and I would go back and forth, and then we kind of just ended up when we got older, stay with my dad. Um, my mom traveled a lot. She was a professional photographer turned professional producer and now she's boulder colorado um actually kind of flirting with helping crossfit hq out with some stuff shout out to my mom she started crossfit six months ago and she's crushing it super proud of her um but yeah so she's got a few different side hustles in boulder um has her own boutique shop on downtown the square um and is a producer as well so i mean she's She's always been kind of like super fiery in her personality. And I think I got a lot of that from her and just always down to just go do some crazy stuff, all about some adventure, super into fitness. Um, like right before I started CrossFit, to give you an example, she did a half Ironman with me um, in Waco, Texas. So like she's super into cycling and running. She doesn't like swimming, but she's definitely into fitness. So, 
Were, did you have hands-on parents? Were, was your, were your mom and dad always kissing you and hugging you and holding you and pulling your ears? And like, did you have like, was it, was it a super affectionate house? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. My mom and my dad both, I'd say like, um, physical touch is a huge love language for both of them. So yes, especially my mom. She's, she met you, she would grab on you. You know what I mean? She's like, it's kind of like a Latin American culture. She's always about like hugging. She sees yeah. me and she's going to kiss on me, kiss on my cheeks, you know? And does she have, is she, um, I, I, I don't want to miscategorize you, but is she, is she, would you, is it okay to call you a Christian? Yeah, absolutely. Is she, is she a, um, uh, is she a Christian? She, my mom believes there's a higher power. She believes in God, <clears throat> but she's, she's not, I wouldn't really, I don't think she would consider herself a Christian. My is dad he- and my dad's side of the family, they are. And I would describe that as like, they've accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and savior to like give you specifics. And, but sorry, and, go and, on. and so when you talk about that stuff with her, how did, is she open to it or does she push back or how, how does she, does she say, Hey, enough Luke, I don't want to talk about that. Or how is that? No, she, she's very open to talking about that stuff. Um, especially now that I'm older and I think it's starting to make more sense to her, but now those conversations, she loves to have them. Um, it's interesting. Like she tells me sometimes like she'll try praying and like talking to God and then she believes in God, but she hasn't like um, made the decision to go all in into it kind of thing. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I love her and I'm, you know, I pray for her every day. So, In the show, one of the things that I found like – one of the things I, I struggle with just media in general these days and the woke culture and everything and, and especially with what happened to CrossFit when when the fucking woke mob came after Greg is they speak in these open generalizations that allow people to make interpretations. So I'll give you an example of where you did it. You tell a story in the in the beginning of The Bachelor or, so, or somewhere about how when you were younger, you had sex with a lot of women. And so like for some people, that's three women. But for me, like a lot of women's like 800 women, right? And so it, it gets left open to generalization, like just like everyone right. brings their own story to it. So when all, there were so many people who attacked Greg Glassman and left or like anyone who uses the word misogynist, like when they use that, like I looked up the definition of that word. That means you hate women. That's fucking nuts. I've never met anyone in my life that hates women or men. Like, like I, or I've never known that. I mean, that's just, but when you call someone that it just leaves this huge open generalization, like, um, and, and, um, in the show there, there's so like, I net, to be honest with you, there's like five episodes where I don't even know what's going on because everyone's like, so my heart feels this or with the grace of God, I feel that. Or like, I don't know what the word God means. I don't know what grace means. I don't know what heart means. I sure as fuck don't have one of those. Like I connected with my heart and I'm like, fuck, I don't connected with your heart. What does that mean? Like you held hands. And so like, there's all these and everyone's talking like that in the show. And then I sort of see the chaos of the show. I'm like, Oh, every person who's watching the show is like basically making up their own interpretation to it. Yep. Right. Like I want yeah, someone to say, Luke, on a one to 10, how much do you like her? Like, that's what I need. <laughs> do you know what I right. mean? Hannah, on a one to 10, how close are you to bone and Luke? Like I, like I need, like, I can't like, just be like, we have a strong connection. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you guys are <clears throat> cell phone connection strong. Like I just can't. Yeah. 
<clears throat> there's these huge leaps of emotion, which I find <clears throat> yeah, sorry. intellectually just dumbing all the viewers down. Do you know what I mean? Like none of us are watching the shame show because we have to make up. There's so many blind spots. I'd agree. And, and that's how boys are at 24. Right? You're, you're, ju you're just a giant fucking ball of passion. I also agree with that as well. Do you still talk to her? Um, Hannah Brown, no. I reached out to her a few times, sent her some long uh, messages, and got no reply. So just hoping to run into her one day and be able to be at peace and talk to her about it. But for right now, I mean, we're good. Someone wrote, skip this bachelor stuff. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, what do you want me to ask him? What do you want me to ask him? Let me skip this. Um, I like that comment. I like that guy or girl. <laughs> Whoever said that, thank you. Should have said that 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Sam Samuel Cornwye said that Sam Rich Roney, Yep. Samuel. Samuel. I got to have Samuel. him back on just so I can say his name. Do you call him Sam? Sam what do you call him? I call him Sam. Um, Man, uh, he's a stud. Yeah. That's a good dude. Um, do you, he said that Rich Froning is the fittest man alive. Is that true? 100% without a doubt. Do you just have to say that so that you can keep your keys to the barn? <laughs> no. No. I. <clears throat> sorry. I got – man, this whole entire time I got a tickle in my throat. <clears throat> I do that but too. I, I always say this, like – yeah. This will be interesting in comments, but you know, I've seen and witnessed a lot of fit people. I've trained with a lot of fit people. Um, granted it was right after the games after an off season, but like, um, Medeiros came and stayed with me actually for a mayhem camp earlier last year. Um, I've been around Chandler Smith, Knowles and Travis Mayer my first few years of training, um, gotten to spend some time with Jacob Pepner in his barn in Kansas um over the last few years a few times i'd like to say especially in the crossfit community i've trained with the fittest people in the world um granted i can't say that about a lot of these other great athletes in the sport at the top of the sport in other countries um but then like in the last year like diving into stuff day to day like hearing the way he talks seeing the way he trains seeing the way his body handles things seeing how quickly the man recovers seeing how like as he gets older, even through surgeries after surgeries, like how the man just gets fitter and better at pacing and better at programming. Like I've never seen anything like it and I don't want to like blow smoke and talk too much about it. But like being in my shoes and experiencing what I've experienced, like it's not even a question. And like, there's a lot of people that will talk who like don't know him and haven't been like have a personal relationship with him and seen him in action and seen some of the things he's done. Like even in like, little things like flag football, whether I've played church league softball with them, like I've done army obstacle courses with them, like seeing the little things he's capable of and like seeing him in his domain, like in CrossFit workouts. Like, I mean, if he wants to turn it on and like prep for something, like he'll beat anyone on the planet. And I'm fully confident in that. Um, do you, do you ever find needles in the bathroom at mayhem? Like dirty needles in the bathroom? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's something in the water, though. <clears throat> and now yeah, that those um, bison it, are there, man, there's something in that bison meat, man. I'm telling you. Um, 
what 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 would be the um what what are would there be repercussions if like do they tell you hey you you have to be a clean athlete if you're a mayhem athlete like do they give you any talk on that no i mean i've i've talked to some people about it but i mean i don't know like for the most part at least in my shoes like one of the main reasons i got connected with mayhem was to help with mayhem mission and um, connect like because of my faith and using it for something bigger than the sport right and those values and what's important to me i mean talk for themselves so like that's just not an option for me so i mean i don't i don't know i mean i don't know if maybe that's something that should be happening it might be happening with other people and other athletes but i haven't had someone like approach me and be like hey man like are you taking stuff so i mean i think it's kind of just known that like you know i'm not gonna cheat I, I would just, and, and I don't know what the protocol is, is either, but um, like, let's go to training think tank. Um, uh, I would guess at some point Max would say to his athletes, hey, fuck nuts. Like no one better be doing anything illegal here because if you do, that shit's going to rain back down on all of us, right? So let's say um, Joe Schmo pops at think tank, then fucking everyone, everyone looks like that they're a cheater, right? Yeah. I mean – and that shit sucks. N- not so much cheating. I'm not judging anyone for cheating, but just for the fact that, like, if you do something, then then it kind of ble- bleeds over on everyone else. Yeah, I mean the whole organization, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're right. It does. Suck. Um, some someone says the atmosphere at Mayhem is faith based, but not a requirement. Is that is that accurate? One hundred percent. I mean, there's tons of people in and out of the barn, in and out of Mayhem, in and out of the whole organization. There's tons of people that even help with mayhem mission that aren't even um, Christians that just want to see like human trafficking stop overseas that want to help give clean water, you know, to people that don't have it overseas. Like, I mean, definitely I'd agree with that statement. Your Peru trip is awesome. By the way, you could Dude, not have amazing. Made, it kind of, it kind of screwed up my night last night. Cause I didn't want to spend so much time on those posts, but man, you could, you do. Thank you, man. Come on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just there's a shot where you pan like from the river into like the, into the home and there's like a woman walking by carrying food and then some kids over here. And I'm like, Holy shit. This is like, it's like someone cut a village open and you let us see inside of it. Yeah, that was cool. I appreciate that. And would, would you ever go back there? Yeah, I plan on it next year. Um, when there's, there's a thing in there and it says that 20 people, um, by, by the way, go, going back to the, the the Christians there, I am not a Christian, but um, every time that I've been around Rich and the guys or that I've been over there at Mayhem or I was at the games or like I, I, I can remember being at the games and them praying and I'm filming and Rich just grabbed me and dragged me into the circle. Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Nothing. Nothing sweeter than being welcomed into into a, into a prayer circle by Rich. It's such a good. Love it. Yeah, it's such a good feeling. Um, there, there's a, there's a, a thing in there where you say that you gave um, uh, twenty people. You gave out like I think like sixty five or seventy Bibles. I don't remember the exact number. Um, Spanish yeah, Bibles. Spanish, Spanish and then Bible. twenty people got salvation. What does that mean? Twenty people got salvation. Yeah. So I put in the post like we had twenty salvations. So like, I mean, like being a Christian, 
it's not this thing, right? It's not like, oh, I have this relationship with God and I have it for myself. Like it's pretty simple. Like we've all been born sinners and Jesus bridged the gap. God sends one of his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins and rose from the grave. And it's like, hey, like we're going to help. Like we brought a doctor to the Amazon jungle. We're talking to these people. We're giving them supplies. We're um, giving them Spanish Bibles. And it was pretty neat. Like we didn't just like give them these things and just leave them. We actually got to connect with in Iquitos, Peru, and people that visit the jungle pretty often. And we're talking about four hours of on a boat just deep into the jungle. Um, we got to connect them with Spanish-speaking pastors and people that live there and people that are men of faith and women of faith there. And we gave them these Bibles. We got to sit down and talk with them about why we're there, got to talk about our faith, and got to share the gospels, the gospel, excuse me, which is the good news about Jesus. And when they accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, <clears throat> um, we got to sit down and talk with them and talk about like um, different ways they can read these Spanish Bibles together, do Bible studies together. And not to mention, like they loved all the little toys we got brought for their kids. And um, we brought these collapsible fishing poles, which is really neat because, man, it was wild. Like these dudes are out in the jungle making these spears out of like different trees and different like literally sticks they have cast nets they have random string they find and like they put a hook on it and they just hold it and like that's how they catch fish it's insane i don't know how they catch fish out there so we got to give them fake lures like hook them up with these like legit fishing poles and that's one example of many things like we hooked them up with um pretty cool got to bring like a collapsible like um brought a chainsaw out there some other stuff but anyway like did you guys leave the chainsaw Absolutely. I mean, that's how they make stuff out there. It's insane. Like you give a chainsaw to a village and they could like give them a month or double the size of their village. I mean, they'll like build a bunch of cool stuff and just provide for their family. Those dudes are, and I've been to some cool places in the world, like Haiti. It's amazing. Like when you don't have a whole lot, like the men and women there can do so much with so little when it comes to making things and building. Wait, things. you said you've been to Haiti? Uh oh. You broke up. You went to Haiti also? I have before, yes, sir. It, it, with with yeah. the Mayhem mission also? Oh, no, no. This was, oh, man, this was like, this was like five years ago. Okay. This was a while back. No, no, this, yeah, this is way before Mayhem. But, um, but yeah, so. So what does that mean when you, when, some, when, when, 20, when 20 people were saved? That means like you said to them, I, I had a, David, I, I've had this happen to me twice, I think. Once on the okay. streets of uh of london and one time in the united states somewhere someone comes up and says hey will you accept jesus christ as your savior you say yeah and then they they read some shit out of the bible and then i i repeat it after them and then and then it, t- it takes like five minutes or whatever and then we hug and then we walk away that yeah you did that yeah. with 20 people there in spanish or the group did yep 100 yeah it was it was neat i mean i got to speak one time through a translator um, me and one of my co-missionaries, I guess you would call them. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's not that simple, like on a street corner, like it was pretty neat. Like we go there, we spend, Hey, Hey, hey don't talk down my, my street corner experience. It was pretty yeah. cool. It was pretty cool. For sure. No, I mean, like we, we spent hours, I'm saying like, we got to play with the kids, uh, gain the respect, like do life <laughs> with them, teach them about fishing and do all these things with them, bring our doctor in front of them and, um, kind of you know, help them out with some medicine and stuff. And then, you know, started talking about why we're there and just kind of like 
having purpose conversations, like talking about purpose of life and um, what we believe in and then kind of like lead into it kind of like that. So it wasn't kind of like, here, here's 20 seconds. Here's this, pray this right. and you're good to go kind of thing. But yeah, we it. prayed with them. It was good. Um, uh, did you train at all when you were there? I did because before we made our way to the Amazon jungle, we were in a city called Iquitos and it was kind of neat. Um, Brian had set up this thing where I actually got to do kind of like a train with Rich, but it was a train with Luke and it was in Iquitos, Peru. And it was pretty much like a training camp all day. We just got to talk about man mission, do fitness with these people and got to hammer these people, put them through the ringer, so to speak. Right. We did like five Metcons and it was kind of neat. The, um, Akito or no, no, Peru's fittest man and I got to go head to head in the workout and that was neat. Like the, the people there were loving it. Like they were just like super hyped up and it was just really good. So, I mean, it was a good time. Dude, that's awesome. Who won in that comp? You, you and uh, Peru's fittest man. Uh, I did. It was, it was good though. I mean, did you feel bad? Kind of. (laughs) I did. Yeah, I get it. These, these Peruvians were the nicest people. They were so cool. And they got so animated when it came to cheering for him and they're cheering for me too. They weren't like just stone cold in me, but I mean, it was cool. It was a good experience. Um, you're, you're going to be at the rogue invitational and, and your friends and are, are going to be doing this competition. Is, is it, is it hard for you to watch? Are you like, Oh man, I need to be invited to this. Like, this is like. Definitely makes me hungry and makes me want to, put in the work to receive an invite. I think it's so prestigious and so cool to receive an invite to the road invitation. I mean, it's pretty much the top 20, um, world's fittest men and women. So that's a big deal. And then obviously this whole cryptocurrency thing. I mean, come on, man. Have you seen the prize purses for some of these competitions this part of the year? It's insane. Like that makes you push and crank into a whole nother gear. Even if you're not in game shape or whatever time of the year it is, you know, like you're going to pull it out of you. Do you know how cryptocurrency works? Like, do you understand it? Um, kind of, not really. I mean, a little bit. Uh, I don't, you, I'm you not said kind of, that. not really. I, mine is not really kind of. <laughs> I mean, I know it's kind of, I mean, go ahead. What were we going to ask him? Nothing. So we don't know. So, so we don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, we don't know. We don't I just, know. I know this though, which is pretty neat. Like when they get that money, like they don't have to pay taxes on it which is pretty neat. Wait, why flip. not? You don't No, which is pretty cool because it's just kind of like its own currency, right? It just floats. I mean, they do make like, you could go pull cash out. They make these, what's it? Is it called Bitcoin? Well, that or shit's never going to last. The government's going to shut that shit down then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I had no idea it worked like that. Yeah. They make these ATMs too. Like, and just pull cash out it's kind of like i mean it's kind of like venmo right it just floats you can just transfer back and forth to people to each other's account but if you pull it out of your like if you put the money in your bank account and pull it out of your bank account then yeah you have to pay taxes on it. so there's there's an atm machine somewhere and you can have a, like a crypto atm card and pull cash out based on your crypto wallet that exists you broke up a little bit. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not into it yet. I haven't, I know I got some buddies 
even my brother just started getting into it a little bit a few weeks ago, but yeah, I'm not too educated on it. So I don't want to really I'm scared of it. Talk it looks like, like, like gambling to it. me. Gambling scares me. Right? Yeah, gambling is just scary because <laughs> you go broke quick. Have you ever gambled? I have one time. Well, a few times with my buddies, but like one time actually, I guess twice. One major trip. One of my buddies who's a he's a special forces ranger in the army. Um, it was his bachelor party. It was the one and only time I've ever been to Las Vegas. We went boys trip to Caesar's Palace and we tore up the uh, blackjack tables together. And, and and how much money did you lose? I'd like not to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Lake Tahoe it, once. It paid, and I took... it paid for the fun I had. How about that? <laughs> it did. Oh, so you so you won money? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like this, right? Like you win, you lose. You win, you lose. You're like you lose some more. You're like, oh, here we go. But then you keep going, and you win, and it's like you just need to stop. I think it pays for itself having fun, but at the same time, like. I don't believe in that. I don't think it's smart. Like we all went with this idea of like, Hey, we're only gonna, like, if we reach this point of spending this much money, like we're definitely stopping. Like we're just here to have a good time. Like for our boy, he's getting married, Like we're not here to lose yeah. money. So we all held each other accountable and had a good time. Like we were, we we're playing like at the lowest bidding tables. You know what I mean? Where it costs like five or like $15 to bet. Like nothing crazy. I lost 60 bucks in 20 minutes at a blackjack table once. And that was my only gambling and 20 minutes, maybe even maybe five minutes. I'm maybe about three. to say, man, cause you can, you can lose hundreds of dollars in seconds. <laughs> yeah. I basically, I sat down, I ordered a drink, I lost 60 bucks and I'm like, I'm never. And I, I felt doing this again. It was, it was ever. probably the most dirtiest I've ever felt in my life. I felt horrible. Yeah. You you snatched three hundred pounds and in the video it looks like it's in a competition. You you is that did I can you explain that to me or tell me that story? Um, are you talking about with the army or at this recent local comp that I did? Whenever the first time. Well, I'm really curious. Just the Come first. On. It was a it was on your Instagram and it was the first time you ever snatched three hundred pounds. Okay, yeah. So that was actually really interesting. So at the at the Mac. This is a this is a cool story. At the Mac, I wanted to open up way higher. It's the first event. You get three attempts. And I I don't remember what I opened up with, but long story short, I hit 280 and then I went for 295. And Rich looks at me and goes, right before the event, he grabs me and goes, Whatever you do, do not put on 295. If you're gonna go go for it, go for 300. Sure enough, I go up, I throw 295 behind my head and miss it, right? Don't have enough time to go pick it up again, right? It's one lift. And I felt like I could have hit 300. I felt really good, felt really strong. I just threw it behind me. Anyway, speed up to the CrossFit Games. I don't qualify. Um, train as if I did qualify with everybody. Why didn't you listen to him? If he told you to put 300 on and you only put 295, what does he say anything to you? Sorry to interrupt your story. Does he say, yo, what no, the no, fuck? Slap you around a little bit? 100%. He's like, dude, you idiot. What are you doing? And I was like, Man, I don't know what I was thinking. I literally put on 300 and I'm like, I look up in the crowd to see if anyone's there, like Jake Lockett or Tasia or, or someone like to give me some guidance. And I take the two and a half off. I don't know why oh. I wasn't, I wasn't confident about it enough in the moment. I don't know why. Cause I felt so strong. Cause in the barn, we don't, 
like it's tough, man. Like doing a lot of volume, it's tough to lift heavy. Like we go based off RPE rate of perceived exertion. So like we don't hit a lot of the highest percentages because we can't. But then when we taper, it's like, you know, you feel like you're Superman. You can lift the world, right? So yeah, I had to live that up. And that was a huge lesson learned. Like definitely be more confident because I wasn't used to that kind of training yet. I'm still just trying to survive the se- my first season there, right? Like getting just beaten down. I get beaten down for training, like hardcore. And then we, the games, I'm there spectating there to help and support everybody for Mayhem, Mayhem Freedom, all the individual athletes that we had supporting. We had a ton. And I had scheduled to do, because we have a, re- a really good relationship with the Ar- Army Warrior Fitness Team. So they had this um, Army Warrior bus. And I'm going head to head with Jacob Pfaff. He's one of their really good athletes. Um, he and I were supposed to do like a power hour. We did like five events against each other, but ended up taking two events in an hour. So we did like a max 500 meter row against each other. I beat him by like a half a second. And then I think we we're supposed to do another one. We we're like, all right, let's just max snatch. His max snatch, I think is 315. And mine time was like 285 was my max. We, we just kept going up 10 pounds as if it was the games sharing the same barbell. And then ended up hitting 295, which was a PR. And then we only had 10-pound plates. So he's like, all right, well, we're putting on 305. So I hit that huge PR for me. And that was massive for me. And then he hits it. And then it was pretty interesting. We only had 10-pound plates. So we go for 315. And I pulled it up. And I was just like, this is not happening right now. This is feels infinitely heavier. And then he actually missed it. And then we went, we did the 225 for three um, against each other and hop over the bar to see who wins as like a tiebreaker, like they did it in the event. And he got me. So he got me by a little, like a few seconds, but it was good. I mean, it was a massive PR for me. And it, I guess the moral of the story is like tapering down before an event. I think it's, it was good learning experience for me to be more confident with how my body feels because especially when the adrenaline's going right and you're at the CrossFit games or a semifinal, like you're in a huge stadium full of fans, your family, your friends watching, like the adrenaline's going to be flowing, but just to be more confident of hitting weights that, you know, like might be a PR for you. Uh, the takeaway for me is early on in the story. Um, the fact that you hang out with people that believe in you and that's that rich froning telling you to put 300 pounds on, um, that ties back to what we were saying about before about why I'm canceled. And it's because, um, yeah, I, I'm going to say it. I'm like, Rich, I fucking believe in people. I fucking believe in people. Mm. I believe that people are amazing and can do amazing stuff. Man, y- you found your home. Definitely. It's crazy. You found your home. Yeah, are, are, you just, are you just loving life right now? Absolutely. 100%. Um, is, is there, is there anything you're looking for or trying to add? Like, are, are you looking for, like, do you, do you have plans? Do you have a goal? Like, are you wanting more money or a house or a wife or a dog or like? Absolutely. All those things. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> I was hoping you'd be like, no, fuck it. I'm just in the moment. Just grinding. <laughs> no, I mean, right now it's like, like you said, I'm in, I'm in the, trenches right now you know i'm putting work i'm enjoying myself 
I'm single, so I don't have a whole lot of distractions. It's not like I have kids right now or I have a wife. I'd like one in the future, but right now I'm just growing as a man, growing in this CrossFit community, um, figuring it out and grinding, having the time of my life. So being a part of this man family is definitely special. So I'm enjoying it. Are you guys pretty isolated in the Mayhem family? Like by that, I mean, do you see like, like, is it like going to school? Like basically you see the same 20 people every day. Like you see Hillary when you pull up, you see the kids, you see Rich, you see Gee, you see Haley, you see Tasia. <laughs> yeah, that happens, but you'd be surprised. Like there's a lot more people than you'd think um, in the Mayhem community and locally, like tons of people. and. Not to mention we have tons of people coming in and out of town. And like Rory might be hanging out with us one day. He might be with his family another day. He might be out of town one day. So, I mean, it's definitely like the circle definitely rotates. But it's not like, uh, how do I explain it? Like you said, like school, like, oh, I got to show up to homeroom or first period. Here's the same people every day. It's not, I mean, it doesn't get old and boring like that. Do you like Cookville? I love it. I mean, my fr- I got some friends that hate on me. They're like, why do you love it, man? There's nothing there. I'm like, dude, come on. They're like, oh, what? You got a Chipotle in your town? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, We actually got some restaurants. Like, We got a cool little downtown square. There's some tradition there. It's country. Um, we only have Nashville and Knoxville and these huge, um, really big, cool towns. Like, cities not too far from us, about an hour away. Um, and like... I don't know. I love it. I mean, Tennessee Tech's there, so it's a college town. So there's more people there than you'd think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I love it. It's definitely, if you want it to be loud, it can be. But if you want some peace and quiet, there's a ton of that. I mean, it is the country. So, Could you see yourself settling down there? I don't know. Definitely, I can see it. But we'll see. I mean, I'm sure. You're open. When I'm done. Yeah, I'm open. I mean, I'm sure like when I meet um, a significant other, I'm sure I'll end up moving somewhere. Um, but I can definitely see myself settling down in Cookville. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just, hey man, I'm, I'm in the moment right now. I'm not really looking to move if that's what you're asking. How, um, how, how do you decide whether you're going to shave your beard or not? Dang, that's, that's a million dollar question right there because you kind of did the show where you came back you were completely shaved like where they sat you down in the room with all oh you're talking about on tv you're yeah 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 no but just in general like how do you decide like how did you decide this morning not to shave how did you decide that day not to shave like it's such a different look for you like basically mine is just out of comfort like like laziness how do you decide like are you just growing your beard because just shaving's a pain so I like to have it like I'm kind of seasonal. So I like to grow my beard longer when it gets colder. So this is actually pretty long for me and I will definitely get a little something, but if I feel like shaving, I might shave, you know, right from here from Austin, Texas, I'm going to compete in this desert heat competition in Dubai. And I looked at the weather and it's like 90 degrees the whole time and we're in the desert. So there might be a chance I shave the whole thing off or I might leave it. Cause I know when I get back to Cookville, it's going to like, we're going to have a cold snap and it's going to be cold and all the leaves on the trees are going to be gone, which I'm pretty salty about. Cause I'm going to miss the beautiful uh, orange and yellow fall leaves anyway. So yeah, I'm like seasonal about it in the summer when I shave, 
when it gets long, instead of trimming it and leaving a little some little scruff, I'll shave completely. And then when it grows a little longer, I'll shave completely. But fall, spring, winter, I grow it out a little longer. And then sometimes every now and then I feel like looking like a mountain man. And how about the rest of your body? How about your chest and your back and in your do you shave your legs? Thanks, Dad. I'm 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 a hairy dude. I'm a hairy <laughs> dude. I used to be so clean and then now I'm like, man, I got like chest hair coming out of my shirt sometimes. Wait till got, wait till your back hair connects with your neck. Dude, my it hasn't connected yet, but I got some gnarly <laughs> back hair. Yeah, I need some like laser hair removal on my back. But I, I keep the chest it's kind of the same rotation as my face. Like it gets long, I trim it and then keep doing the cycle over and over. So not do you big. Use like, the one blade? Like, guy. Do you use the one blade? Uh, I don't know. Like what that, that $20 is. Is that... razor. It's electric. It's cordless. Rich told me he uses it. I use it too. It's tiny. It just has a, like you just change the blade every, well, whenever it starts pulling hair. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, do you use an electric razor? To sh- what do you shave your chest with? So I actually trim my face and uh, trim my chest with the same trimmer. It's still use a cord. They make cordless ones, but I don't think they're as good. It's called the peanut. I think it's the best trimmer there is out there. It's like super industrial. Like it's, it's strong. It never goes out on me. It's tough. So I've been using that sucker for like six years. Would you cut? uh, I have a a friend who cuts his own hair and he's been bragging about his peanut. Would you do hair? hair? Yeah. Say that again? Yeah, I have a friend who cuts his head with the peanut. And he's That's always crazy. Been, yeah, so you don't cut your own hair. No, no, no. I yeah, I like getting a fade. Kind of see. I so see I, I can't do that to myself. I'm sure I could figure it out, but it'd take me a couple of years of looking jacked up. So I'm good. Keep going how to the barber. You, how much do you pay for your haircut? Um it all depends. I want to say like 20 uh-huh. is what, how much it costs. It all depends on what I'm doing. Um, did my barber um, etch out extra time to fit me in the schedule? Is there a holiday coming up? I really enjoy taking care of um, the people I build relationships with. So it really depends on how generous I'm feeling in the moment because I like to give some good tips, especially my barber. So Yeah, I go to Supercuts. I think it's like 20 bucks. And if if all if he or she is just like even a little bit nice to me yeah 10 bucks is that cheap or do you think that's good i think it's good yeah that's the then it ends up being a 30 dollar cut if it's a 20 dollar cut and i give you 10 dollar tip that seems i feel like i feel like a ball yeah for sure man have you been like i've been to some barbers like randomly in big cities like i went to denver one time because my mom was in boulder and i was like hit up some barber on instagram it was supposed to be good and it was like $70, like 60 bucks for the cut. And I tipped him 10 because I usually tip 10 or more. And I was like, hold up. You took an hour. My Most people I do back at home are like, quick, they could take 15 minutes, 30 minutes. And I'm like, you didn't even do that good of a job. You gave me a fade. You didn't touch the top much. And you caught, you charged me $60. Like, come on. When I had a job, I d- I got I did all that stupid shit. I used to spend so much money on haircuts. I, I paid. I went to fancy coffee shops. I did all that shit. Now I'm now I'm just don't have a job and fuck it. <laughs> hey, um, someone said, what about your eyebrows? How about dem eyebrows? Do you do anything with your eyebrows? 
Um, every now and then when they get long, I'll go to the barber and be like, yo, can you trim these? And then I do, I do pluck my unibrow because if I don't, I have like little tweezers. If I don't pluck it, this would be like this all the way across. I don't even have <laughs> eyebrows. Hey, if you had a girlfriend, would that be something she would do? Pluck your unibrow? I don't know. I'd rather have her do something like pop a pimple on my back or yeah. something I can't oh. I can't reach, you know? If there's something back there I can't reach. I'm going to tell you something. It's like really the only shortcoming in my relationship. My wife has none of those skills. What skills? Like if I, I'm like, hey, I th- can you check my back for blackheads? She can't. She's like, she, no. She, she, no, she doesn't know how. Oh. She just doesn't, but she's just like, like she can't squat below parallel. You know what I mean? I mean, she can, but you know, like, like, like motherfucker, like you're a girl. You got to like, show her, like, man. I screwed. I, I married a woman who can't pop up. I, I, dude, like. You got to show her. I've shown Go her. On. I've shown her. No, you got to like get someone else. Get one of your friends. Be like, all right. See the back? There's a blackhead. This is what you do. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to, you got to show her, man. It, it, I, okay, I'll try. I'll try again. I mean, by now I've reached that point where I don't really have blackheads or pimples anymore. But we've That's been together good. for so long. Good. good for you. Oh no, let me tell you something. Blackhead, blackhead popping is. I love that shit. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Oh my god! <laughs> it's like just like a boulder comes out of your skin. It's been yeah, like clean, like and it's just like a little rock. And You're like, get that out of me. Kimberly says, "Oh my god, my wifely duty is popping my." husband's blackheads on his back and videotaping it yeah i mean it's like it, videotaping it that might be a little, a little extra but i enjoy it <laughs> wad zombie says i bet there's people online that would buy his plucked hairs <laughs> dean phillips the conversation has gone off the rails dr pimple popper there's some good comments what was um uh, how how did you get the blue check mark that's another interesting conversation. Um, so there's a, I don't know, you, you would, I, I don't know what the job description would be, but I want to say like there's some ABC people involved with The Bachelor and Bachelorette that know or are like super close with some of the people that work for Instagram. So as soon as some of these dudes get off, they're just like, hey, get this guy a check, get this guy a check, get this guy a check. I mean, you know how Instagram works. Like, or I don't know if you do, but all you, you have a check, don't you? Yeah. All you do is go in and ask for it. And if you're someone that, I don't know, has status, whether you're a professional athlete, like you've been on, like, I don't know, people need to know it's the real you, right? Because there might be fake accounts. Then they'll give you the blue, blue tick. But I actually wasn't on the best terms with ABC's um, people behind the scenes when I got off the show. So they didn't hook me up. I actually had to go can't remember who I got connected with. I got connected with someone in the 2018 CrossFit Games when I was spectating. I was in like the Fit Aid VIP booth where they're doing podcasts and stuff. I've got to meet some really cool people um, like Marcus Philly and like a couple other people that were just kind of in the community. And by the way, that dude really is cool. That's not just throwing around uh, loose words. Yeah, that's, that's a cool Yeah, that dude's, that dude's a stud. Um, but yeah, there's someone I met and connected with who was like, hey, here's a contact info. It might have been Jacob Heppner. I can't remember. And he, and it was like, all you got to do is call this lady. And I did have to pay like a couple hundred bucks. And then she, she hooked me up, gave the IG people a call. And then I got a blue tick. So it was a little bit of a process. 
that was a while back. It's funny. That's kind of how I thought the story would go, but not exactly like that. I thought for sure that the second you made it on the bachelor, it's called the bachelorette, not the bachelorette. No, the bachelorette. The second, cause she's the bachelor. Okay. Yeah. I, I would have figured the second you made it on the bachelorette that they would have done that. I think that's how it is. I need to get confirmation of this. I'm going to have a UFC fighter on Friday. I always forget to ask. But I think that as soon as you get a contract with the UFC, they have someone there who's like knows someone on Instagram, and they're like, okay, this guy's a professional fighter. Um, give him the blue check mark. And so I, that, that's interesting. So tell me about your relationship with those people behind the scenes. I heard you say in one of the interviews that they asked you to do the comeback show, like where like you guys all go on an island and like show off your bodies and shit and get drunk. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Precisely, actually. Great description. Uh, it's called Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me thinks, wouldn't it be fun there to just go there and just fuck around? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, actually. <laughs> at the time, at the time, I was like, no, I need to focus on my CrossFit training. But yeah, right. looking back, I'm like, man, I can go on the beach. They were actually going to pay me. Just those people will take you whenever just so you know like when i heard them begging you to the story of them begging you to come on and they had like Trust a, me. Uh, sorry go on they um they need you they like you you were the gift that kept giving like like they need they want you so bad i how are the how are the ratings for that show the season you were on I do know that my season had the best ratings of the history of the show. Not trying to say that like boastfully, but no, you should say it boastfully. I've been, whatever. I've been told, I've been told that. <laughs> not the most proud of that since technically I was the season's villain, but you know. Do, do you remember and being? I, a- and there's a ton more I could tell you, but I'm still technically under contract, so there's a lot. I don't know if you've been able to tell, but it, a lot of these questions, I'm not like dodging them, but I'm just being very careful what I say. So. Uh, oh, understood. Um, did you get, did you, uh, how long are you under a contract? I hate to say this as well, but for the rest of my life. Excuse you, you, you must have <laughs> broke up for a second. <laughs> I thought you said the rest of your life. That couldn't be possibly true. No, it is. So basically there's something you signed that says, Hey, you won't say this or this or this it's proprietary secret of the show and you're not allowed to talk about it. Unfortunately I, I had to sign that. Yes. Okay. And it, someone told me that um, you got um, sued because you already said something. They already, I got, I got threatened to sue. Um, I can't remember how much it was. It was like a hundred thousand um, dollars. That was interesting. Pretty much they reached out to me. I didn't know it because I had changed addresses and they sent me a bunch of mails, like different podcasts I was on. Cause right after the show, I was pretty livid and upset to say the least and disappointed with how they treated me. And I went on a bunch of podcasts and said everything spilled all the tea. And a lot of these podcasts are still out there. So cough, cough. Um, they sent me a notice and each time I breach contract, technically they consume me $25,000 according to the contract and I breached contract. I don't want to say how many times, but it, they recorded only four, but it was, I mean, it, I mean, it was a lot and pretty much they're like, Hey, keep your mouth shut. So not technically supposed to say anything about, um, behind the scenes. I, I, I wonder if the show, if the show, 
um, went under if the contract would be null and void? How about the people who work there, how bad they must feel like the makeup lady, like there's a makeup lady there. I'm sure who like you built a relationship with, she knows who you really are. And then they see you doing, they see them. Oh yeah. She sees them doing you dirty. She's camera guys. What? I met some camera guys that, I mean, you gotta know there's like 10 dudes holding these cameras and they're like running around. Sometimes if I'm like leaving a scene, like they'll just chase me right through these cameras. Yeah. And there's a few guys I've, built some relationships with and they were cool to me and we got to talk different times. There's a lot of sit around and wait time. Right. So I got to connect with them and like, yeah, a few of them later in the season were like, talk to me. They're like, man, I'm so sorry. You got to go through this bro. Like this, this and that. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, if you, is there are you also obligated to finish the show like is it like are people obligated can you just like um walk off the show or is there a fine for that also is it like hey we'll fine you twenty five thousand dollars because you've committed to the show or i mean they give you rules and like they have a lot of people there to make sure you don't break them so I would Does, give you some more info. I would give you some more juicy info, but I can't, man. Sorry. I understand. I understand. No, I'm not tripping. Um, does everyone actually live in that house? So for the first three weeks, yeah, there was like 20 plus dudes in the same mansion. It was legit in LA. Honestly, we we're broing out, having a ton of fun. And then you start traveling. So we traveled once in the US. It was to like Boston area. And then we went to Scotland. Lot excuse me, Latvia, and then Greece? No, no, no. Then Holland, so like Amsterdam, and then Greece. And you guys share, you guys share, uh, share rooms? <laughs> yes, everyone shared a room except for me. They isolated me. From the get-go? Um, well, when we start traveling, we're already a month in, so I'm no, but I'm, I mean, uh, in the main mansion, uh, from the very beginning, from the day one, they you were no, 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 no. Oh, I had, I had a, bu- I had a bunk with. I'm, a, I'm in a room with like six dudes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Luke. But yeah, it was actually kind of cool though. They put me, they put me in like the. Uh, I was in some pretty sweet like suites when we were overseas in some of these other countries. I mean, it was neat, like. I mean, I was in Crete, uh, island in the Mediterranean, and it was pretty neat. Like my balcony had like my own private pool and like chairs to lay out on. It was beautiful. I mean, I'd say Greece was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I think you should go to the, that bachelorette island thing. And um, Bachelor in Paradise. But, yeah, and I think you should like fuck one of the producers. I know it's not your style. But it would really throw a fucking whole kink in the thing. Do you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. You sound like... Just start fishing way of, outside the pond. You sound like 90% of my friends when they talk about this crazy show. Yeah, just like, you, you, fishing, like, you gotta go back. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. Yeah, like yeah. all the people who think like they're above this or we're manipulating them. I mean... I'm telling you, they're susceptible to your stardom and your body and your hot looks as much as anyone. They think they're above it. You should just go back there and start just fucking just just really fish out of the pond. Like be, be it's like think of like the be yeah, just fish out of the pond. I gotta admit, man, I've absolutely wiped my hands 
of anything you're a good to do dude. With them. Good. Well, you're a smart man. I I would probably do reality. I would probably do reality TV again if it was something totally different. Like I had, for example, I had the Titan Games actually reach out to me, and I did an interview, oh, that's cool. the show at the Rock, and that's cool. I ended up not making it. Uh, I did like a couple of FaceTime interviews. If it was something like that, like actual challenges, like I've also had MTV the Challenge reach out to me, but they have a lot of drama behind the scenes. It's similar to The Bachelorette, yeah. so I was like, no, nah, I don't want anything to do with that. But as far as doing like physical activities and challenges, like. Shoot, if there's a chance to make some money and go on TV and do something really cool, I'm, I'll do it. Like the Titan Games, I thought would have been legit. Like I wanted to meet The Rock, but like I said, it didn't work out. Do you do but The Bachelor? Apps? I'm like, I'm not, I'm out of that. No, I'm not. I've been told I have a lot of friends, my sister-in-law being one of the main ones, um, who signed me up for the show to begin with. Um, has tried to like encourage me to do online dating or dating apps, and I haven't ever once tried it and i don't think i ever will to be honest with you man i think it, i, I think it's horrible it. i think it's horrible. I have nothing against it but i do <laughs> i think it's horrible i think it's fucked up i think if you're huh, i'm old though i'm getting old i'm starting to say stuff like old people it's fucking crazy do you know how I mean, weird somebody, it is to, some uh, of these new apps are actually pretty legit like yeah i've had some people try to show me and talk to me about it and obviously right you hear all the success stories right friends or even family that like made it work but i don't know for me it's like i don't know i get it i was sleeping in the back of my pickup truck i was sleeping in the back of my pickup truck and i saw my wife walking down the street we were like in college or something that's a cool story fucking like looking out the window my pickup truck and this hot chick with this great body's like walking towards me from like 200 yards fucking dusting myself off fucking getting my fucking wiping the probably something off my mouth, like some, a, a cookie I ate or something trying yeah. to get the marijuana smoke out of my back of my truck. And I jump out. And I'm like, Hey girl, what's up? And I just start talking to her. <laughs> like, just like, what's, like, what, that. like, why not just be on aisle six at Safeway and be like, yo, damn, you're hot. Like, can we go out? Like, what if we like each other? Like just old school. I'm all about that. Honestly. Yeah. Like, um who do you remember your very first crush like in second grade or first grade or third grade do you remember the very first yeah what what was her name <laughs> oh my goodness uh there's no way she sees this podcast but she actually so i'm trying to think i was i think you're right i think it was well it was like kindergarten through oh preschool through, no, that was kindergarten. Through like third grade, she actually lived not directly across the street from me, but like one house over across the street. Uh-huh. Um, and I grew up, and there was like four houses that were really close to to me. And when we were young kids, like after school, we'd all get dropped off in the same bus stop, and we'd all like play catch with the football, play tag, hang out, and talk. And I had a huge crush on her. She was like my neighbor. Her name was Emma. Do you remember her last name? Emma Baxley. Um, do you, are you still in touch with her? No. <laughs> mine, was this, mine was this girl named Michelle Harper. It's funny. I haven't thought about her in fucking 30 years. Where's she was actually, did Emma from? ever become your girlfriend? I like to think she was my wife at the time, but no, she was never my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
And and um and and did you like her? Why do you know why you liked her? Uh, I I don't. That was a long time ago, man. I was attracted to her. I thought she was cool. I enjoyed hanging out with her. There you go. She had long. Did she have? She had nice hair. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, Michelle Harper just had really nice hair and a really big (laughs) smile. And it was like, and she was nice to me. And I was like, all right, that checks all the boxes. Life is simple. And I didn't like, and you know, when you're like that, it's like, you don't want to do anything with a girl. Like, like you just like her. You don't even know what the fuck that means. You just like her. Like, Hey, like, right. I mean, you're not like no one, like you're not even thinking about kissing her or holding her hand. You're just like, well, can I just stand close to you? Hmm. Right. Yeah, you're just you want to be close to them, honestly. Yeah, you don't care if you're playing cards or you're not even talking to each other. It's like if you got to sit next to her on the bus, you're like, "Holy fuck, I won the lotto!" <laughs> yes, <laughs> I felt that. Oh God, life was easy. Someone is right. Ellie is live. Sorry, Sevon. Luke gotta go. Are you about to do a show with Ellie? Hmm. I don't know what that means. Ellie's the blonde-haired girl who trains at the gym too. She used to be on the is team. She doing? She she might be doing like a. We have a program through our Sugar Wad Mayhem Athlete app called M30 Minimal Equipment. Should only take thirty minutes. That's why it's called the M30 program. Um, she might be live on that right now. Maybe in like the hotel fitness room. Someone she, someone she does a good a job with that. She she goes live in like our private Facebook group. She's live all the time doing those workouts, which is really neat. I mean, that program's legit. I, that's what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing competitive CrossFit. Anyway, um, someone put a link the in the comments I so of. I can click it and look at it. Sorry, say that again, Luke. That's the only thing I can think of that that comment could be talking about. I don't know, but I don't have to be anywhere to answer your question. Do you have? I'm I was supposed to be driving my kids six minutes ago. This is my last question I'm asking. Hey, will you come on again if I let Perfect. you go? Yeah, if you'd like me, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have unfinished business. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, do you I'll have be in any Dubai plan? next week. Oh, shit. Let's sure. do it from Dubai. Okay. That would be dope. Um, do you do you have um do you have any um plans? Like, like we know you're not going on that bachelorette show. We know that, um, you're, you're, you're training, you're, you're trying to get your, you're, you're thinking about doing team. Um, like, do you have any other plan plans? Like, are you like getting a day job or like, do you have, or is your life pretty just like you're looking down right now, just grinding? Definitely looking down grinding, but like, obviously there's tons of ideas I have when it comes to vision, right? What do I want to do with my life in the future? Kind of like one of the first few questions you asked me, I was trying to tell you, right? Like I'm not going to have CrossFit forever. It's just going to be a springboard into whatever I do through the connections, relationships I build in the CrossFit community. There's so many opportunities, so much opportunity through all the, like I said, connections and relationships I have. So definitely for me, um, I want to start my own business. What does that look like? I don't know yet. Maybe partner, partner in starting a business with someone in the community. Um, definitely. Like I said, my dad's an entrepreneur, my brother's an entrepreneur. Um, like I'm a family guy, so I'll probably end up doing some kind of side hustle with them as well, or all in with them as well in the future. I don't know yet, but definitely thinking about that every day that not just 
totally sitting on my hands and doing nothing but metcons, but pretty much just eating and sleeping and training, repeating. I I I I don't want to give anyone um, bad advice, but it seems like your life is already just unfolds before you and all you have to do is be a good person and work hard. And that seems like that's what you've been doing. And you've had an amazing life unfold in front of you with some really, really fun, cool shit and exciting shit. And so well said, take all those thoughts with a grain of sand. Like I never had, I don't really, I was just a good person and I just put my head down and had an incredible work ethic. And now I'm at 39 or no, how old I'm 49. I'm like, I'm in dreamland. So that's a, hey, that's a good nugget for the listeners to take. I mean, like you said, be a good person, put your head down, work hard. And and by being a good person, I mean, just treat people the way you'd want to be treated. If, if, exactly. if someone cuts you off, don't flip. Tra- I mean, I know you want to flip them off. I want to flip them off too, but just roll down your window and give them the peace sign. Like they didn't really want to do it. Like no one wants to cut anyone off. Like just be treat people the way you want to be treated. All right, brother peace thanks for coming on yeah man thanks for having me brother i appreciate it